You alone, groupie, and you enjoy your run. Back to take it easy, you're shooting a frag gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world that finds that run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the world that finds that run community. Welcome to the world that finds that run community. Ma! Hello there. I've got some. I've got a math problem for you. Maths problem. I don't know why Ma- I'm in America. Then I've got a math problem for you. Maths Go problem. On, I keep doing it. I've got a maths problem for you. What's your maths problem? What is a hundred minus four? Ninety six. Ninety six. That's how many episodes we have done. Wow. Wow. I know, isn't it? And more importantly, it means that there's only four, well, five if you include this, episodes to go until we hit the final uh, of the Road to 100. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What the Fault podcast, series eight, episode 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, running out of fingers to count on. My name is Rob. Uh, I am Matthew. Yeah, mate. And yeah, isn't that exciting? How close are we to end of 2022? Road yeah. to 100 being finished, end of series eight. Big finale coming, eh? Everything's bloody flying in it. It's just it seems like yesterday that all this all that this all started, man. It was just geez, Do you remember yeah. that we were interviewing John Flynn? No. Yeah. Talking about talking about bins. Did you did you, <laughs> did you think did you think it would go on for this long? No, not at all. I think I said it in the in the week before um the Alton Towers meet up that I never thought it'd become what it has, so yeah. It's uh it's it, long may it continue. Mm. Yeah, I don't think you'd still be involved, if I'm honest. I thought I'd have replaced you by now. <laughs> hey, you've stuck around, like like chlamydia. Bad smell, yeah. Never leaves you. Um, so, <laughs> um, what's on the show today, mate? Yes, another pack show. I mean, the back end of it is is uh, is quite uh, quite long. So uh, this this meeting. In- intro. Yeah, it's this intro bit's going to be a, a little bit. Uh, Shorter. Uh, succinct. So, succinct is the word you're looking for, Matthew. Succinct. succinct. You'll, you'll learn later on, guys, that I've no good with words, so I wouldn't have been able to uh, say that. I'd have said it wrong anyway. Um, but more, <laughs> more to come. <laughs> uh, how's your week? Uh, it's not very good. Uh, <laughs> Reese Jenkins. <laughs> is that it? Is that the end of it? <laughs> yes. Uh, awesome chat with Reese Jenkins. Uh, Badwater 135 finisher, ultra runner, uh, all-round top bloke. Um, we've got the... Part run chats with Ben and Emma, uh, roll calls, and then the thank yous at the end. Ooh, thank you. The very detailed uh, part run chat with Ben and Emma coming. Mm. Uh, strap in for that. I hope you're on a long run or a long car journey because it, it descends into utter anarchy. Um, so yeah, how's your week been then, mate? You said crap. I've not seen you. I've not seen you for ages. I like I, 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 I speak to you like for this, but yeah. I haven't seen you forever. What's going on, man? Why are you avoiding me? What's your problem? <laughs> not avoiding you. We we had we had a wonderful time over in Alton Towers a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think you've been over in Witness, aren't you, with the family and stuff like that? Um, and just not just just time and work and all that sort of stuff. So I've not really not really done much running. Still cycling to work. Uh, I ran with Donna yesterday. She she did a mile and a half. Um, she's she's struggling at the minute with the running, uh, and her mental health and stuff like that. Um, oh, trying to get out there. Um, and I did a, a run home from work today. Uh, due to a a, <laughs> a <laughs> malfunction. Uh, this morning with the bike again. You you had another flat tire, didn't you? Mm, yeah 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 yeah. 
Because when, when it is right, I, I live in a council estate and, and the yobs around here just like, think it's fucking hilarious to <laughs> break glass bottles in every general that you decide to ride down. So I'm forever picking glass out of my tyres. I'm forever getting punctures from it. Better than picking glass out your ass, I suppose. <laughs> always, always look for that silver lining, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'd, I'd save money by picking, picking glass out of my ass and not out of my bloody inner tubes. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to replace inner tubes in your ass, do you? <laughs> Oh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, anyway uh, but yeah, so, so, so yeah, so we haven't seen each other. Bit, we haven't... I was just saying a little bit stop-start then. Yes, a little bit stop-start. Yeah, not. I had, I had the plan uh, before the plan all mapped out and ticking it off nicely a couple of weeks ago. And uh, since Alton Towers, it just seems to have gone by the wayside a little bit. So uh, yeah, I need to get off my arse and, and start doing it again. Uh, been long hours at work and all that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, it's just been... A bit, bit, a bit busy and manic. So yeah, yeah understandable, you, mate. And and and, and yeah, and, and similar to be honest, like, I'm, and it, but not, I'm not bothered. It's not like I'm concerned. We, you know, we're facing into marathon training blocks in January. We we've had a very good kind of like eight week block um, from a base build perspective. You're not going to lose that fitness by having a couple of pullback weeks. Um, I've just done. I've I've not run too much. I, I've had a lot going on at home. I mentioned the back in witness. We've had some more. Difficult real world stuff happening <clears throat> uh, that's meant we've had to be back, back, back with family, mm-hmm. uh, um, which has been a little bit, it's kicked both of mine and Sammy's arses a little bit. So um, headspace isn't in the best of places, but but getting on with it. Um, uh, work, of course, as well. You know, I'm traveling now and it's, it's hard to get used to. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not running a lot, but I'm not concerned about it. I went for a, a run with Ben and Paul and Mike Slack, which was wonderful on Friday, uh, Friday night coffee coffee run, um, which was excellent, uh, 10K there. And then I went and did uh, Park Run, which I'll talk about a little bit later on in the podcast, um, uh, in, in the Park Run segment with, with some good good team witness pals. Um, and that's it. That, that's all I've done. I, I, I haven't run this week yet so far. It's Wednesday. Um, weather's been crap as well, hasn't it? Which, which I don't think helps. So I'm just taking it easy, running to feel, and then um, start ramping back up again as we get towards Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a plan, mate. Absolutely, yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Um, so I, I haven't really got much more to say. We've got loads that we could chat on, chat, chatter on about, but I don't think we need to because we got we do it in plenty of. Um, detail with Ben and Emma later. So before we get over to talk to Mr. Reese Jenkins, of course, the main event of the show, uh, do you want to listen? Do you want to hear Statman John's latest advert? Yeah, go on then. Still feeling a little bit like you're weaning a little bit towards maybe letting him back into the family fold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after that last uh, that last voice note we received, I mean, how can you not? It's, 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 everyone loves a bit of Statman John. Even my mum. Oh, now, now you're the one making the inappropriate jokes. How, <laughs> how the tables have turned. We've come full circle. Right, let's find out how he's getting on um, with the single life and let's uh, let, let's see if, uh, if he's made any moves in the last couple of days. All right. Yeah. Hello, lads. Hello, ladies. Hello, Emma. How are you? I, uh... Well, Emma, let me say, thanks for those letters you sent me the other day, those pictures, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, I'm hot thinking about them now. Right, so I'm in a place, so I'm in a place, my love. Um, sorry, lads, so I'm just out doing 
what I do on Thursdays, every hour on a Thursday, 11 till 3, I come out and stroke some foxes. There's about three of them, and they stroke me too. We just sort of lay together on the driveway and stroke each other. It's marvellous. I recommend it to everyone. It's not why I'm here, is it? I'm here to tell you about a product that's been sent to me. I'll just lick my lips like a Dell boy, but you can't see me, so just imagine it. I've got three tongues. Um, anyway, so this, wow, this, the government don't want you to know about this, okay? And they've known for years. So it is an adapter contraption you put on the end of your tap in your house. You pour water. It goes through this, and this turns the water calorie-free, sugar-free, carbohydrate-free. It is fantastic. And they don't want you to know they've known for years. And I'm telling you, get your nearest B&Q and buy one of these. They are only £7.49 plus VAT and an added £300. It's incredible. Um, there's one review so far. I've just got it here. Um, it is from Mark C underscore runs. Okay, and what have you said? Uh, four stars. I've not tried the product yet, but I'll be honest, it came next day delivery, even though I only paid for standard, so that gets four stars from me. Okay, thanks. To be honest, it's a pretty pointless review in regards to the product, but I'm happy, you're happy with the delivery, my friend. And be honest, when you try it, your life is going to change. Lou, Lou, what's the, what is the contraption doing in the bin? Are you, you what? You're telling me this glass of water I just drank didn't come through the contraption. What oh, the bloody, all those calories I would have had. I'm trying to get my body ready for Matt's mum. Oh, what have you done? Oh, oh, my piss is going to be brown. Oh, it's going to be brown and thick. Oh. Uh, well, uh, my piss is going to be brown. It's going to be on our next T-shirt, I think. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! That's, well, I, I love that. I love it. <laughs> Just gets weirder and weirder, doesn't he? Um, conspiracy <laughs> theorist John, we should call him. Mm. Um, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, but there you go, another product. Do you reckon you'll be buying one, Matt? A, a, a calorie cancelling tap because water uh, is so calorific anyway. Yeah, uh, probably not. But if if I want something delivering, I'll, I'll order that as well as something else, and it might get delivered mm. sooner. Mm, there you so. go. Yeah, I, I just asked Mark Crawford. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Sounds amazing. Sounds like fun. Shame, shame his body's not going to be uh, ready for uh, for my mum, though, isn't it? Your, but might, your, your mum not, loves him. Maybe she might, not, him so she might not like him. Yeah, she might not like him anymore. So, uh, I no, I don't know. She'll, she'll see what's inside him. Wait, no, that, that don't come out right. No, that, that sounded uh, quite sinister, that. Yeah, no, not like in his body. I meant like yeah. in his mind. Anyway, um, should we get to Mr. Reese Jenkins? Should we get to the main event? Yes, yes. I, I listened to this on, on my run uh, run home from work this afternoon. Um, yeah, awesome, awesome chat. Uh, some of the some of the accomplishments he's done, um, oh, just amazing. And and make, make your eyes fun. water, don't they? Make your yeah. Eyes water. Yes, yeah. Uh, let's let let's get to it. Good dude, he can tell his story much better than we can, Matt. So, should we go over our chat to Mr. Reese Jenkins all about some of his incredible running endurance achievements? Yeah, man, let's do it. 
Right then, you like it's time to strap in once again as the road to 100 storms on. And another awesome guest awaits. Today I'm talking to a guy who loves the long ones, a seasoned ultra-running fanatic with a repertoire of race completions, including the Badwater 135-mile official race, a staggering 2,000-mile run from Boston to Austin, and the current holder of the fastest known time for running the Wales Coast Path. We're going to spend the next 30 minutes or so getting inside his head, seeing what makes him tick. I'm going to find out how his running journey started, how the ultra addiction came to fruition and more about some of these amazing accomplishments alongside what he has in plan for 2023. So let's get straight into it. Join me in welcoming Mr. Reese Jenkins to the show. How are we doing today, my friend? I am good, Rob. Thank you for having me on, mate. And uh, excited to speak to you guys. Yeah, no, no. Really, really appreciate you taking the time, mate. Um, how's your day been so far? You managed to get out for a run? I think I saw on your Instagram that you have. Yeah, nice little run in the Welsh mountains uh, in the pissing down rain. It was, I was no, about to say. <laughs> yeah. No rain, no game, isn't it? I think it's, uh, nah, it's that time of year and I, I like it. I welcome those conditions, so it's all good. Yeah, we'd only be mo- if it was August, we'd be moaning that it's too hot, wouldn't we? So you just uh, you always find something to be unhappy about when it comes to running. Um, let's get into it, man. We've got loads to cover off, and we've only got a limited amount of time to do so. Uh, I want to focus in in this chat on ultra running. Uh, I think we talked a little bit in the pre blurb um, before we started recording about this kind of drive in in a, a bit of a fascination that people are having with ultra running since covid so it's always good to get someone seasoned on to talk about their experiences with it um let's go back to the start though man Let, let's let's predate the, the ultra running fascination um how did you first get into running how what how, how did the journey begin Do you know what it was quite accidental i guess it was um it wasn't forced at all uh, growing up i was a team sports player so football and obviously rugby being welsh uh, was the linchpin of what you did as a kid growing up. And then uh, 20, 2006, 2007, I went to America to work at a, uh, a summer camp over there and uh, met my best friend now at the summer camp. And he just got me into running, like in this really picturesque area at 6 a.m. in the morning. The, uh, everything you can imagine, like absolute true beauty over there. And I just carried on and realised actually it impacted my team sports. I became a better rugby player and so on and such. I wasn't that good anyway. Um, and yeah, from there, ran a handful of half marathons. So my first ever half marathon was in Thanafli, which is a as flat as a, flat as a pancake, I think the term is. That is the same. And it was middle of winter, I think February time. Uh, the rain was hammering down, and um, I remember finishing that race thinking, ah, I'm knackered, but I think I could go further. And mm. uh, I did. I did one marathon, um, the Las Vegas marathon, and I was quite naive with that. I uh, I thought. Las Vegas, it's going to be warm. I signed up to it and it was in December time and went over there. And obviously, a desert in the middle of winter is absolutely freezing cold. And I remember going to that event and just bloody freezing the whole way through. Like, I, you know, when they, one of those runs where you just cannot get warm, I pulled my hamstring towards the end and just hobbled it home. And I remember finishing that and then had the same thought process. Well, I, I'm a little bit broken, but I could possibly go further. And it took a few years off and well, what we did was uh, my best friend, Rusty Tolliver, who got me into running over in America, and my brother, we uh, just sort of formulated a, a plan, I guess you'd call it. We all wanted some sort of adventure. We were quite young whippersnappers, I guess you would describe us. And we just jumped in at the deep end. And um, Rusty was living up in Boston at the time. He's originally from Austin in Texas. And we just went, oh, what the hell? Let's, let's have an adventure. Let's uh, run 2,000 miles from Boston to Austin. And we, we did. We managed to pull it off. 
and it took us around 90 days. Didn't know what the hell we were doing, living out of motels each night, not knowing where we'd be the next night. Um, I remember one evening we just uh, didn't have anywhere to stay and it was Halloween and we ended up sleeping on the floor of a church. It was that sort of hash dash plan which we uh, managed to pull off and I'd say that is where I learned my trade today and where I picked everything up, which uh, I guess helped carry me forward. So just just going back to, to those formative years, as it were, was there never really a fascination with road running, the 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 classic kind of um, road run distances, you know, your halves, your marathons? Was was there always a bit of like an inclin- inclination of this isn't quite me and it's not quite what I want to do? There's got to be something that fits in this running thing that that that, that tickles my urge more for for adventure for for being you know, i don't know at one with wilderness but for effectively what would become stuff like you've just said like this two thousand mile epic journey that you went on um that's a good question uh I, growing up if you'd asked me whether I'd, I'd be a long distance runner i said hell no um and i think what i took from little nathalie half marathon was just the camaraderie of running with, with my brother and a friend and just mm. sort of enjoying that I guess, uh, friendship as you go along and you pull each other through. And I, I, I guess the 2000 mile run Boston to Austin just came from the, the wanting of an, an adventure, but also to do good for charity. So mm-hmm. it's something which I, I always attach to anything I do is supporting a good cause. And I appreciate you guys a similar mindset as well in what you do and what you've got coming up. So it's just something which by, it wasn't necessarily the running aspect of it. It was the adventure aspect of it. And if you have to run 2,000 miles to get an adventure, then so be it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I suppose the other thing, and we, we've learned this as well, when, you, when you're trying to do some kind of uh, uh, charity or, or fundraising drive, you have to get a little bit more extreme every single time, don't you? Because when people realise you just do this for fun, you're not going to be able to raise a significant amount of money for a good cause just by saying, I'm going to go and do my local 10K. Correct. Um, I think I've sort of shot myself in the foot each and every year. I, I have to go a little bit harder or deeper or further or faster or tougher, go to the other end, opposite ends of the world. I don't know. You have to keep um, progressing. And I, I think that's just the story for life anyway. And just trying to see where the, the, the limit when you reach it. And um, especially when you're fundraising for charity, you do have to better yourself. You do have to, um, I don't know, run across Death Valley, for example, and trying your best and and again though it is a selfish aspect to it because when times do get tough you can think about that charity and the people you're running for and actually for me it motivates the hell out of me and it's just one of those things which I think it goes beautifully hand in hand yeah agreed let's uh, let, let let's stay in America then let, let's stick on this 2000 mile adventure that you went on you talked about you know experiences and sleeping on the floor of a church is there anything from that um journey from that 90 odd days that you were doing it for is there anything that really stands out in kind of I don't know one of those things where you look back on it and you think yeah you know what when when it's all coming to an end and I'm looking back on my life that's something that I'm really going to remember um that's a good question mate this so this is in 2010 so you you have to forgive me if I forget (laughs) things but um no it was just I guess we managed to flag some amazing sponsors like Puma why the hell they'd sponsor us but they did and they gave us like a bucket load of kit but um, I remember that kit was just, um, it wasn't the best for us in, in terms of running. And I remember them giving us like a sailing jacket and as a waterproof. And a sailing jacket's really heavy. When you sweat in it, the sweat just stays on the inside. And I remember it just ruined a load of our technology. I don't know why that memory sticks with me. Mm. I remember 
I guess from that, the lesson learned is you need important kit and you need the right kit to run forward with. But in terms of the whole adventure, yeah, man, there's so many stories from it. We, um, again, around the Halloween time, I don't know what was going on in the local area, but um, a chap drove past us in the day with a screen mask on from like that popular film back in yeah. the 90s. And then two hours later, drove back the opposite way with the screen mask on because obviously we were just running all day long. Like we'd see the same people going back and forth because we were just sticking on long, I guess, lonesome roads. And these people were going back and forth to work and you'd have people stop and say hello. But that, yeah, that freaked me out a little bit. We had a dog follow us for like nine miles, which is a long way for a dog. So then yeah. the port crew dropped the dog back to where we found it and all those three of us running across America and it's difficult to be able to stick at the same pace so we were all pretty spread out at some points and that might nine mile gap for that dog well when they took it back one of the other runners was coming through and the dog followed him as well so this <laughs> dog was absolutely in love with us and they ended up dropping the dog back I think his name was like Ike or something like that um well so we got just random strangers stopping you and just giving you cash to um, wow. go towards the charity yeah they just seen us and like i said back to the whole seeing us throughout the day they realized we weren't just the normal average joey going along we played competitions to see how many people we could get to beat their horn at us and i think like our record one day was like 63 or something like that which is pretty cool but then you get people recognizing you and seeing you and then it comes back to the charity you get them to donate and they understand the reason why you're running we went through like Memphis, Tennessee, ran across uh, one of the main bridges going into New York City, came across like an elk, which had never been close to one. And they are absolutely massive. But I remember the local, someone pulled over at the side of the road and they were like, right, um, there's an elk ahead and you, you should probably cross the road because they can be quite territorial and aggressive. So we crossed the road. And by the time we got up to where the elk was, the elk had crossed the road as well. So we were on the wrong side with the elk which is a little bit intimidating with an animal that big um we came across a raccoon this is probably i, I guess where i'd stop telling you the stories now but the, the raccoon <laughs> has a um a peanut butter jar stuck on its head and we, <laughs> we, we were coming out of the motel one morning and one of us noticed some sort of animal underneath the vehicle and we we're like what the hell is that and rusty uh, popped his head down and oh god it's a raccoon like, oh well it's not really moving and you can see a peanut butter jar stuck on its head and then as you do you try to just nudge it to see whether it was still alive and yes it was still alive and it started frantically moving around and it just wouldn't come out from underneath the car so we had to get a broom and then we pushed the the raccoon out but on the other side of the car rusty and one of the support crew john had big mitts on they'd managed to get towels from the hotel we were staying in and they grabbed this thing they grabbed this wild animal with a peanut butter jar in its hand on its head even and i just remember seeing rusty literally holding the peanut butter jar flailing this raccoon around because it's trying to claw at his hands and then all of a sudden the peanut butter jar just comes off the raccoon's head the raccoon lands on the floor and just you'd think it would start going for you and it didn't it just stopped took a breath and then looked at us and went it, it was almost like it just thanked us and acknowledged <laughs> it, and then just carried on down the road and we're like i bet he's gonna put his head in another peanut butter jar. <laughs> um yeah so much little things like that you'd never expect to see in america and it was just yeah boston to austin we went through i think maybe 10 11 states we did yeah. a lot of them um, sightseeing a, a runner's pace i guess you'd say 
Yeah, I, I think one of the uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that towards the end because that's probably the follow on question I had about it. Because without trying to be presumptuous about the route you would have taken, um, America, of course, not only is massive, but it's incredibly diverse in terms of its landscape, but also its population. You know, you, you've started in Boston, so so you, what your northeast, quite a liberal part of the country, and then you're getting down to Texas. You probably you're probably passing through all kinds of not just landscapes but also political persuasions and types of people so it, it must be quite an interesting dynamic to suddenly be it must feel like in a completely different part of the planet from from one state to the next yeah i, I think a lesson i took from it though is you can't judge a book by its cover yeah um, man it was incredible like the, the, the support we had from just random strangers who lived with me forever um that's not to say that we had our fair share of close cut close calls with other people like some guy chucked a bottle of water out of the car at us and I mean he was driving along at like 40 miles per hour and he chucked it out of the window that luckily it missed our heads and um, mm. didn't hit one of us um but back to the landscape and stuff I remember one day going up this goddamn hill and I mean it wasn't like a hill it was like a mountain and I, I remember saying to one of the support crew I think it was Adam or John I said when, when does it stop when does it stop oh don't worry just up here and it starts going back down again oh i can deal with that anyway it started going back down and what they'd failed to say was it actually goes back up again after it goes down so we ended up going up and over the top of this mountain i remember just getting to the top i think i had like who did i have i had like share playing in my ears at the time i had like one of those really old ipod shuffles attached which i've still got today they are so durable these things Mm. Um, not like everything that we get made now today. Um, and just getting to the top of that mountain, I was absolutely cursing the support crew. I was like, I can't believe you took, didn't tell me this. But actually, if they told me, it probably would have had a detrimental effect. At least by going up there, I had a point to prove that I could get up it and got to the top and then berated them at the top. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, I think we're going to have to move on. Because I could talk about this like all day. I think there's obviously so many experiences you've had in that period of time. You could probably dedicate an entire episode to it. But let's um, let's move forward. I mean, I, I imagine that the body must have been pretty broken at the end of that experience. Did you take some time off after it or was it just a case of, right, let's get on to the next challenge? It's a weird one. And it's a weird one for me. And it, it's happened on every long distance event. And I buy long distance. I mean, like in the thousands, um, whereby you have that breaking in period where your body just breaks, 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 breaks. And it gets to a point where it just, it just can't break anymore. And without severe injury, I had shin splints. I was pulling muscles all over the place. I remember like the first three or four weeks, absolutely sucking. Um, but then you just reach that, I guess, plateau where your body just accepts it. Your mind is sucking it up and you, you know that actually you can mentally digest those miles as we are doing anything from a marathon a day up until we peaked at around 61 miles one day and we just did that for fun we did 61 miles we did for fun because it was my dad's 61st birthday he's back in wales and we just did 61 miles to celebrate it but we were in that zone where our bodies had broken it plateaued and then it started to get stronger towards the end so by the end of it yes i I was fed up of running and i just wanted it over and done with but what my body was doing it was just getting stronger towards the end and it was just yeah it wasn't broken i guess when we reached that finish line i was probably one of the in one of the fittest times of my life yeah yeah absolutely so let, let's let's bring it a little bit further up to date so um because you said that was back in 2010 wasn't it so it's a good good chunk of time ago. so well done for the remembering um any other kind of I know we we met, we name dropped a couple of them in in the intro, but just are, are there any of the I guess achievements, races, experiences, challenges, whatever you want to call them, whatever they were, 
any kind of that that really stand out i mean i i get that the, the boston to austin one uh, has got a good kind of like name value but are there any other experiences again that when you're, you're looking back on that on that life and you're thinking what i achieved in running like this is one that god i'm proud of that one um yeah boston to austin is, is up there uh doing bad water officially so bad water 135 which is a 135 mile race through the hottest place on earth in the middle of summer up and down three mountain ranges and it's um it's absolutely it's brutal but i absolutely love it and i have this um, connection with the race and the land over there don't know, ask me why i just absolutely love it um the wales coastal path being a, a, a very uh, patriotic welshman achieving the full 870 miles of that regardless of the record is is always going to stick with me forever um and yeah you've got other things as well stuff that necessarily you wouldn't think would stick with me but um we've done a number of cycles i've cycled across america god from diagonally across america from seattle to daytona i've cycled route 66 which was um that's amazing in itself it's just uh, the road just disappears into dirt and i don't know how the hell we managed it i'm very proud that we pulled it off it was a non-stop relay it's a discipline which i'm not the best at cycling and my balance is terrible but i'm proud of myself for doing going out on my comfort zone so it's mm-hmm. not necessarily you wouldn't think of which you're most proud of as well yeah do you ever think like because you're just reeling off like like as i would reel off the park runs that i've been to you're reeling off these staggering challenges do, do, do you do you ever want do you ever worry that like you're going to get to a point where it's like what do i do next how do i shit i've just i think i've done everything does it get harder and harder as the years go by to keep the challenges not just i know we talked about the charitable side of it and you know keeping people engaged if that's the the purpose of them but from your perspective in terms of what keeps you interested what keeps you motivated what you class as an adventure does it get tougher from that perspective as well um i I probably should say yes but no um my my list my bucket list of things to do for every one I achieve, there's probably another three or four that get added whilst I'm doing the other challenge and thinking of like when you're running, you get a lot of time to think and you think of other things. And yeah, the, the bucket list is ever never ending. It just keeps on going. And it's bad water in particular is I have that lifetime ambition to do it at least 10 times. So mm. I've done it five times unofficially and then I've done it once officially. And last this year, actually, I DNF'd it. So you're never guaranteed a finish over there. It's... Mm. Um, yeah, the list keeps on growing and my wife keeps on putting her head in her hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It can't, it can't be easy to uh, to watch you go and put your body through that on such a regular basis. Um, but a support crew uh, is, is, is as vital as, as the athlete themselves, I think. Um, I just want to touch a little bit on, you know, calling you a seasoned ultra runner, I think is probably an insult. I'd say you're probably beyond that. But I mentioned at the start that there has been a real growth in interest in ultra running. Um we talked about it a couple of times on the show with with other guests and and Matt and I have talked about it as well. Um, what do you think the, the 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 reason behind that explosion of 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 people wanting to give it a go and wanting to move away from the more traditional road races over the shorter distances and and and, and turn the hat to something longer, more endurance based, less about time, less about speed, less about pace, more about like you said camaraderie. They're doing it with somebody else or just challenge. What, have you have you observed in the races you've done and the people that you've that you've seen the a shift at all in recent years yes 100 percent um I, I think it's been going on for quite a few years to be honest it's, it's been growing each and every year um i'm actually a race director myself so organized mm. organized trail ultra marathon ultra trail marathons i should probably know the term shouldn't i um and <laughs> 
I, I guess if you want to talk more recently, then yeah, COVID, as bad as it was for a lot of people, it, um, it created a whole new audience for ultra and trail running. And I guess that's twofold in terms of people weren't allowed to go anywhere. So I, I think a lot of people spent a lot of time on YouTube checking out videos, documentaries around the sport in itself and went, oh, this is quite cool. It's interesting. And then you got the other group who I guess were used to going to the gym. They were no longer allowed to go to the gym. Uh, they had to go outside to do exercise. And I guess you start walking, you start hiking, you start running and it becomes a habit in your life. And then you go, right, OK, naturally, well, what's next? And I guess you'd look at the major the London Marathon, the, the New Yorkers, the Bostons, the Chicago's and those events weren't coming back first of all, were they? They were they were the ones pretty much last to come back. And ultra trail running was quite simple to set up. It was it was coming back pretty quickly after COVID. Yeah, we we had a year and a half on the shelf and we were pretty much hibernating. But when we were, were back and we were opening our doors to runners again, we saw a, a big influx of runners coming along. And it's a, an industry which I think is growing like 14% a year, which is like it's absolutely bonkers, mate. And you're right though, it's it's that's I guess you're getting a lot of outsiders coming into the run into the ultra trail running and running itself and outsider I mean as a, a compliment really people from other sports people who are used to doing rugby football all these people that are used to being in their comfort zone of doing these things and when COVID hit and we were sort of you know you weren't allowed to do those things anymore you, you picked up other hobbies and a lot of people picked up running as a as a, a distraction and it, I think with the how crap everything is at the moment in terms of the um god what do you call it the uh whole i guess i guess the whole what would you say um when people come along and i guess you've got the whole uh, god fumbling my words now mm, it's good we're rolling with it i've not got a clue what you're saying to help you out but, uh, <laughs> but we're rolling with it everybody's got a lot of shit going on in their lives yeah and yeah. cost of living what's... crisis brexit Ukraine, all the stuff crisis. that's going on in the world. Cost of living cost crisis. That's what I was aiming for, but I completely missed it. But, um, <laughs> no, I, I think you just got, everybody's got a lot of crap to do over their lives. And ultra trail running is a form of escapism. And mm -hmm. it, it's definitely something for me. It helps with my mental health 100%. And I think it's something it helps a lot of other people with their mental health. And we get people coming along to our events who they just use it to get out of the house and have that modern day adventure, meet new people, have these friendships, which once you run 50 miles with somebody, you, you tend to forge that friendship for a lifetime. It's um, it's a beautiful sport and one which I'm very proud to be involved with. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, keeping your your run director and your experienced ultra hat on for a moment. Um, one thing that uh, I guess is probably different from ultra running perspective um, from, from your traditional shorter distance road races is the preparation that's needed and the um, experience you can expect on the day. Um, it's very, it's not easy, but it's it's more straightforward to uh, go on to Runner's World and find a, a, a intermediate marathon plan or a beginner marathon plan or to do couch to 5k or whatever it might be. There's, there's quite a defined process for what works with road running. Ultra running is slightly different, of course, the terrain, the, the speed that you'll be going at, the, the stop start nature, the fuel and the nutrition. It's, 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 not, it's not the same beast at all, is it? If somebody's listening to this podcast and thinking, I've been umming and ahhing about wanting to, to get into ultra running. I've been it's something I've been keen to do. I just don't quite know how. Maybe I am a seasoned road road runner. Maybe I'm not. In an abridged version, given that we could probably talk about it for an hour or so, what would be some kind of like the key tips that you'd give to somebody if they were thinking, and I, I want to do something, 
you, you know, how do I prep for it? Where do I go? What's what, what, what's a good distance to, to, to start dabbling with? What, what would be your kind of beginner road running best practice? Uh, sorry, ultra running best practices. Um, I think there's quite a few, really. But uh, the most important one is to just explain that everybody's different and what may fit Joe won't fit Jane. You know, it's one of those things whereby when your training comes into it, it, different things affect different people. And you may not have to actually do a heavy mileage week. Some people may have to. Um, some people could actually deal with carrying a bit of body weight. Some people may not be able to. I, I guess don't compare yourself to other people is my first point. And not everything fits everybody yeah you need to go and find your own way into the sport and i think when it comes to i guess if you're looking at important things uh foot care making sure that you've got well, decent feet and i mean that by your feet take a lot of the impact or they take all the impact don't they and you, need, you can't really cheap go cheap on the, the shoes really you need to get good stability you need a bit of cushioning but then again everybody's different so again you can pick your shoes and pick your socks and your foot care and whatnot um, but in terms of like, if you're looking at mileage and races and stuff, I'd, I'd never jump in straight away. Well, I technically did in 2010, but um, <laughs> I mean, um, I did a lot of training in prep for that. I may not <laughs> do, do as I say, not as I do. Basically, <laughs> ignore a lot of what Reese Jenkins says is what I say. Um, no, but don't go too hard too soon. Like, let your body adapt and build up to the heavy mileage. Like, there's nothing worse you could do is go right. I'm going to go run a hundred mile week, and you go and run a hundred mile week, and your body broken, and you, you're actually you're not back at square one you're below square one um sorry my wife has just come in the room and she tried doing it really quietly but then hit a load of hangers that's <laughs> all right that's all right part part of the experience now part of the experience right um it's bath time now just to pre-warn you uh, <laughs> for the baby i should say I was, gonna, I was about to say if she baths you as well that that is a support crew and a half maybe. And that, it's a, i did ask you to turn off the camera because i'm actually having a bath right now i'm just kidding <laughs> um no back to the advice and stuff yeah, don't go down too many rabbit holes you find a lot of people just keep on reading and reading and they never actually get out there they get intimidated don't be intimidated by the sport 100 don't be intimidated by the people like, it's a very supportive community yes you're gonna get a few people out there but i guess you get out of everything don't you but more often than not people will put their arm around you and point you in the direction or they'll help you you know trail running ultra running it, it is different to road running you're out there for the whole day mainly or night or months and months if you in my case but it's just um yeah people it's a really caring environment i find anyway and it's just uh I, don't be intimidated by the sport don't be intimidated by the distance like a marathon's a marathon it's amazing but it is actually only just a word isn't it it's 26 miles if you can sort of learn to not be intimidated by certain words and certain distances then yeah good whatever you i guess find races and events which interest you so if you've got if you like running in warm weather do it if you don't like running in cold weather don't do it like start off easily gradually like gradually phase yourself into the sport um don't bite off too much don't bite off more than you can chew to start off with yeah we're, we're throwing all the old classics out tonight i've we? just got a list in front of me <laughs> It's amazing because you didn't even prep me with any questions. I, I didn't know <laughs> you're a pro. No, I know I've sort of fumbled my way through it a bit, but yeah, I guess my main point to take away from that is just that everybody's different. Everybody yeah. will find their own way into the sport and just ask questions if you want to, and people will more often not come back to you and help you. It's a supportive community. Yeah, no, solid advice. Um, we, 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 time wise like i said we could probably go on for ages but let's uh, let's start thinking about drawing things to a close given how um, long we've already been chatting for it, it would be a miss we, we've alluded to the fact that you're not 
hanging up the running shoes anytime soon that you are not getting to a point where you think I've achieved everything I want to achieve there's plenty more in store um let's finish by talking about uh, the future so short to medium term you, you mentioned a couple of goals you know keeping going bad water that kind of thing but is there anything coming up in 2023 and, and, and any big goals that you that you've already got blocked in that you can tell us about any big challenges that you've got coming up what's what's the future holding in, yeah. imminent, imminently I don't know why I just said no. Yes, I'm more than happy to share my plans and ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to do that quite a bit. Um, but no, in terms of 2023, I've got, God, what have I got? I've got, I'm doing a race called Leadville over in America, and it's called Race Across the Sky. So it's uh, 100 miles, and you start off at 10,000 feet, and like the lowest point you go to is 9,000 feet. But the race is like above the sky, pretty much. It's incredible. Um, which that, race is part of a series and it's called the american grand slam so you have to do four 100 milers in june july august and september and the idea is you finish them all and you get a big massive eagle but that's not really my motivation by it my motivation is um i'd be the first ever welshman to complete that and i, I want to go out and push myself against the best runners out there um, i'm not fast at all but i do like um, i do love the challenge and uh, getting after it but um again I'm applying for Badwater next year. I don't know if I'll get in because it's never guaranteed. Um, I, I will touch wood, cross my fingers, and you know, say a prayer. But um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll find out about that in uh, January. I'm not a religious man, by the way. By the prayer thing, I was playing around. <laughs> God, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, you definitely could have got a better guess than me. I'll tell you that. Looking <laughs> um, on gas, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> the Badwater One Three Five—that's an ambition for next year. Um, I'll be running running the Cambrian Way, which is a personal challenge. That will be for charity. That is uh, going off the fastest known time for that. It's 300 miles. Um, my ambition is to be able to pull it off without any sleep. But you know what? Wow. You never know what happens during those things. Uh, that's for next year. So that's, what, five 100-mile-plus races. Um, there's another two, actually, in the UK. So one across the Brecon Beacons and uh, one along the Kennet and Avon Canal. That's 145 miles. So that's what's that? A seven 100 plus mile rate. God, now it's just hitting home when I'm actually reading. <laughs> um, and then the Cambrian Way. That would be next year. I'm I'm going heavy next year. I want to sort of um, bounce back from this year and just, uh, yeah. test myself even more. But then later on ambitions. Yeah, yeah I've got massive ones and things. I want to go back to the Wales coastal path. Um, I want to go around the whole country of wales i want to go across america again because boston to austin is 2000 miles but it's not actually across america is it let's be honest it's mm -hmm. uh, it's only a portion of it i want to do the whole shebang go, but that, go, go full forest gump yeah mate go full forest full forest gump um across canada would be pretty cool there's a guy called terry fox if you ever get a chance to have a little look at him type uh, into the wind into youtube um, it's a great documentary on him it's an amazing story and i won't spoil it for you but it's definitely worthwhile watching um we actually had a documentary made about um the wales coastal path as well so if you do fancy a bit of youtube viewing it's 45 minutes long um it's called <clears throat> lighthouse in the dark and yeah you can watch my face struggle for 20 odd days along the wales coastal path it's quite fun if you like watching a grown man cry um, <laughs> absolutely we'll get that linked in the bio immediately that would be cool man thank you but no, i think i've just given you a lot of information there which i probably haven't even cleared off on my wife yet so you're <laughs> in a lot of trouble here dude yeah, maybe, um, maybe do it before it goes out just in case she listens um 
Uh, we've sc- barely scratched the surface, mate. We've got to, we've got to talk and talk and talk. But um, I think we're going to draw things to a close there. If people want to find out more about you, which I'm sure they will do, maybe add a little bit of depth to the stories we've just started to tell. Uh, like, give me a little bit of info. Where are people going to find you on the old socials? All that good stuff. Uh, I should know my own handle, shouldn't I? Um, so, yeah, Reese Jenkins on Facebook, RHYS. Um, and on Instagram, it is rjenko11, I believe. Yeah, that's the handle. If you type in Reese Jenkins, I'm, well, I'm frantically trying to find it to, to, to bail you out here. So, uh, yes, rjenko11. You are absolutely right, mate. Absolutely right. Thank you for bailing me out there, Rob. <laughs> Yeah, and it, and uh, you say uh, the, the race director, it's Pegasus uh, Ultras that you uh, that, that you work with, isn't it? Uh, Pegasus Ultra Running and Wild Horse 200, which is a, a series of 200 mile races in Wales. Wonderful. There you go. Well, I think we've covered just about everything, mate. Thank you so much for your time. Before I let you go, is there anything we've not covered? Anyone you want to shout out, say hello to, mention before I let you go and uh, finish well, by the time? No, mate. I, I, again, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, big shout out to my wife who's supportive behind me. And yeah, my, my little boy who is um, going to come on the adventures as well moving forward, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely amazing, mate. Uh, Moulding the next generation. Listen, I really appreciate we appreciate your time, dude. Hopefully our paths will cross at some point in the future, um, but uh, but we'll be watching the big 2023 plans with uh, with a keen interest. Uh, cheers, for, cheers for joining me. Mr. Reese Jenkins, Matt, did that give you any um, kind of motivation or memories uh, desire to get back out and, and do another another endurance race another ultra no it, it triggered me to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, all those stories he's telling and you did one 40 mile ultra and you're acting like you <laughs> it was awful like you're like on awful. the same yeah. level yeah <laughs> it, i mean the, the, the things he's accomplished the things that he wants to accomplish next year as well it's mm. just amazing that that grand slam of ultra running over in america that that sounds horrific oh all, all was it june july august mm. is it five or six they've got to do yeah. uh yeah crazy and I, i've looked up the uh, leadville trail uh, 100 and some of the pictures and the scenery on that looks absolutely stunning but i won't fancy i won't fancy running it not just one bit it's just the hundred miles that's the problem <laughs> yeah just give me like a 10k section i'll do that instead <laughs> A loop, an out, an out and back, preferably, so I don't have to yeah. walk back to my car. <laughs> and you've got to pay for me to go over there as well. All right, yeah, thanks, mate. This doesn't sound like a particularly appealing prospect, does it? Um, but uh, some people are just wired different, though, aren't they, man? Like, yeah. Reese isn't the first one. We've had a couple of uh, other people on the show as well that have done these endurance events, even like Ron Dawson just recently we were talking to. Like, these these guys are just they're, just, they're just different animals, aren't they? It's like, it's almost like, they get off on it a little bit like it's amazing and just push themselves that that competition with yourself to just do something a bit more extreme a bit more um out there just challenging yourself because it's hard to keep it fresh isn't it when you're doing such incredible things from an endurance perspective um yeah race after race yeah he, he keeps he keeps wanting to do more as well he's, he's not stopping and, and sitting on his arse he just wants to carry on he's, he's got more further goals that he wants to achieve these things as well so uh yeah it's great to see and also the uh the conversation you had about the uh people getting into ultra running mm. uh, i know we, we spoke about it before um and he seems to agree with with everything we've we've said previously about people getting involved through covid and all that sort of stuff uh so yeah it's, it's good to see people doing it but 
I'm, I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> when you started saying that, I thought you meant the bit where he was giving advice to people. I was like, he seems to agree with us. I was like, no, it doesn't. No, he was giving really sound advice, whereas we were terrible, terrible. <laughs> um, but there you go. No, very good. He was he was awesome. Uh, great guest, great guy, and looking forward to seeing big things to come from him. Um, Argenko01, I think, again, is the handle. You want to give him a follow and find uh, out what he's up Argenko to. Argenko11, I think it was. 11. Oh, I was close. I was doing it from memory. I was doing it from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but go and give him a follow if you don't already. I'm sure a lot of people already do. He's got a huge social media following. Um, and that's that, Matt. So I think we've got to go and have a park run chat with uh, Ben and Emma. And you're here, which is amazing. We don't always get you in this last segment. Uh, no. You normally, and we were nearly not going to get you this week, were you? You were off to do some, well, you weren't going to do some boxing. You're going to sit in the car park while your stepson did some boxing. But um, I was, was going to join in. I was going to join in. We'll get me half kicked. But yeah, we're going to do a bit of fitness, bit of bit of cardio, bit of uh, cross training. Because that's the mm. kind of guy I am. I'm, I'm, I'm into all that good stuff right now. You know what I mean? Are you? Well, after the the, the first the segment last, of this, probably the last, not. The last four interactions I've had with you, you've been drunk. Part of time. Um... Part of time with Ben and Emma. Sorry, Donna. Ben, Emma, how are we doing? You all right? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, I'm okay, thank you. Uh, very happy to have you on, as always. Uh, you've been uh, lurking in the background. Uh, what do you guys reckon? Any more any more inclinations, Ben, to do another ultra? Emma, are you tempted at all? Absolutely not. Not at all. Right, yeah, 100%. 100% um, I, I want more. Maybe near the back end of next year. You and Jackie P? Yeah, fine, yeah. Love one. Love it. I'd love to do another one with him. What's the, um, I don't want to segue us too much away, but I do like these ultra chats because I like, because I'm, like, I'm with Emma, I've got absolutely no interest in even considering it. Um, it. Even the idea of coming and watching you seems like an awful lot of effort. Um, what what would be the next challenge? Because we just talked about how Reese obviously, um, you know, his thing is where do you get the next challenge from? Where do you get the next activity from? How do you, you know, keep making it something a little bit bigger, a little bit better? You and Jack did 100K, was it 62, 62 miles? Yeah, and you're yeah. one this year. What, yeah. what would you do next? What What do you reckon you're gonna have to convince the little um, boy racer to do with you next, just to mix I'm, it up? I'm, I'm not one of these that wants to go on and do something bigger straight away. Oh, okay. I wanna. I did that 100k, and as much as I loved and hated it on the day, um, I learned a lot from it. I came out of it realizing that I kind of disrespected the distance and didn't do the mm-hmm. the training that I should have done because. I booked it far too close to my marathon, so I couldn't separate the training out. I, the marathon was the main focus, and I naively thought, well, if I'm running 26 miles eight weeks before, I can do a couple of longer ones after that, and then I'll be ready for 100K because I'm going to walk most of it, so I'll be fit enough. But mm-hmm. it, was, it was tough. It was very tough, and like I say, I get, it got done. It, it The last 30K wasn't pretty, um, but... I, I had a few issues after it, not not injuries, but just tightnesses and fatigue and weakness. And I I, I don't want to go, go through that again. So I'd, I'd have to really pick an ultra, set a training kind of block aside for it and then go and do another 100K and actually enjoy it from mm. start to finish. And then and then maybe look at doing something bigger. Mm. So, Interesting. So, 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 have, you done, have you done an ultra, Ben? I think I've done about six now, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, How many have you done? Know, 
Oh, well done, buddy. Thanks, I have, thanks. yes. I have, yeah, yeah. I've done, I've done a couple. I've done a couple, mate. Yeah. Never again, though. <laughs> yes, you would. Me and Jack will drag you around. He's so positive about it, isn't it? So, yeah, okay. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. But let's get back to the main event. Let's get to the conversation. I want to find out exactly what you guys did this weekend at Parkrun. Matt is here. He probably won't contribute much of value at all, um, apart from maybe telling you that he's running Ultra again, um, as his little brain tries to keep up with the conversation. So let's crack on. Uh, where did you go to? And equally, you weren't alone, were you? We could have got him on. Why did we get Paul on? Tell me all about it. Uh, yeah, so... There's a new part run that's popped up in Buxton um, called Home of Water Pavilion Gardens. Um, so McPauley needed number three for his Fibonacci. So we waited for week three. We've already got it, but any excuse to meet up with Paul. Uh, we've now made made our uh, part run name McBemmer with McPaul. That is definitely it's here, I think. It's better than Rob Emma and Mab Emma or Bemat or whatever we decided with Matt. I'm sorry, you two, but Muck Bemma definitely works better. Rob Emma is still the original, I still believe. <laughs> Matt, Matt's one was crap. But. We're going to have to tally up how many part runs we've run with Paul now. It's quite a few, I think. Mm, yeah, he's, he's, he's a third. I don't want to say a third wheel. He's not a third wheel. The third leg on your tripod. <laughs> <laughs> Only you made that dirty, Matt. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying nothing. I'm Only you made that dirty. Your head went to a willy, didn't it? No. But that that just, that just proves that you were thinking about, I guess, willies. But no, no. I, 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 like, I, like, what, I like what Emma said about McPauley, though. I like that bit. This McPauley. is what Emma calls him. So that's that, that. That's what I call him, McPauley. McPauley. Uh, this yeah. is descending into into utter yeah, anarchy. Yeah. Tell me about Buxton Park Run. So yeah, Pavilion Gardens. It started like Pavilion a, Gardens. Sorry, we we knew it was we knew it was starting the week before it did. Uh, and as tempting as it is to go on the first weeks, we didn't. We text Paul. Paul said he's going week three, so that's where we went on Saturday out into the Peak District up to Buxton. Um, proved to be a lovely day it was it was sunny it wasn't raining it wasn't too cold um pavilion gardens is the the name of the park and it is a lovely park really really nice some it's got a little river in it it's got a pond in it uh, loads of flower beds um so just just for the actual park itself compared to some of these ones we've run where you run around a big field or around a school or mm. something like that it was it was definitely one of the 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 better looking ones uh, aesthetically pleasing is that what we're looking for ben uh, yeah that, that'll do that'll do the route wasn't the route was no. horrible um it's now pre-covid pavilion gardens used to be a timed 5k event on the first saturday of every month uh, in buxton and then post-covid it wasn't getting the numbers so they didn't know what to do and they, and people used to love doing it so that's when park run came about and they set park run, park run up a few weeks mm. ago so people can go there every week now and do it interesting now, I can understand why it was a time 5k. It's it is a flattish course, uh, and it's probably got potential to be fast, but it's 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 not fast at the minute. It's 
new event you've got people like me and emma traveling there tourists coming from all over to run it um as we said this was fibonacci number three so there's there's loads of people who are going to be searching for fibonacci number threes the run director said at the start of the run he goes when we set this part run up we were expecting about 50 people a week to turn up there were 281 of wow. them on saturday wow. um and that is that is just the 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 new event rush that happens with every new event. I know when we went to Beaver, Beaver Castle, uh, <laughs> Beaver, Belvoir, Belvoir or Beaver, um, it was it was hella busy that day as well with tourists. So it's it's to be expected for the first couple of events. So I thought it's a fast course, let's give it a little crack. Ran the first mile, fine, because there's like only the people in front of you who are faster than you so you haven't got any kind of blockages got to the end of the first lap and bang there we were with the with the tail end of the group um and it just became chaos the paths aren't that wide there's i mean the strava map didn't do it any justice to how many twists and turns there were Mm. uh it felt a hell of a lot twistier than it looks on strava um and yeah like i say on the second lap you're catching up with the back of the pack and there's groups of twos and threes walking or or jogging and and they're not fully aware that you come in behind them so it leaves a thin gap on the path but then there's people walking their dogs in the park because it's a lovely park in the middle of Buxton so it the second lap just became kind of like a fartlek session you were running along and then all of a sudden you catch somebody and have to slow down to go around them and then speed up again and um it was kind of chaos and by by lap three it just it was just like switching off and uh, lap three was a much slower lap and but i felt like i was kind of a hell of a lot slower than the pace suggested but it's just busy it's just too busy at the moment to go and get a good time on it so and we're never going back so i'll never get to have another go so Um, (laughs) it's done it's um, committed to the history books yeah it's fine I'm, i'm not going back there um but yeah, I mean, in terms of the actual event, I mean, brand new event volunteers, they were lovely. They were they were really supportive. Um, oh, there's two. There were two bridges in it that were like wooden slats, but they were like kind of arched wooden slats. And if you didn't land bang on the top of the arch, your foot kind of like sunk in a little bit. Um, it was like almost ankle rolling territory over the bridges as well. Mm. So you had to do that. Warning, warning alert from Ben. Yeah, we're going to go to Buxton. Like, we're going to do Pavilion Gardens. I did miss my footing on one of them, and I just felt like my foot slide into the gap in between them. And uh, yeah, it could be quite dangerous, I suppose. But uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a good little blast around. Emma, you ran with Paul, didn't you? Oh, we had a lovely run round. We had a chatty run. I was quizzing Paul about Alton Towers, and yeah, so we, we just had a good chat. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, there's no no danger of having to get round people or rolling your ankle if you just plod him. So, there you go. There you go. The, the, an advocate for the plod. Should have told me that beforehand. I could have had a nice easy run. Um, but yeah, I love it. Great event. And uh, the the run director at the start, he uh, set a bit of pressure on some of the front runners because the young lad that set the course record last week, um, there was some international athlete that turned up this week um and so he was like oh we've got last week's course record holder and we've got international athlete steve something here so the race uh... and uh i think that put the pressure on but the international athlete did win he, he ran something like 16 and a half minutes or something 
Um, it's all right for some in it. Third place was a uh, local to Sheffield runner Andrew Hayes. He he runs for GB Marathon team as well. Uh, his his wife was there and uh, she's a great runner herself and she came third in like seventeen ten or something. So it is it is a fast course. Um, uh, they're just better at dodging people than me. Um, there you go. Otherwise you'd have been you'd have been there, Ben, wouldn't you? Sub sixteen. Adam, yeah. Oh God, yeah. I was, I was right on the heels at one point, mm. not at the start line when they were stood right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> when you sprinted off, getting excited. <laughs> there was no way I was catching them. Uh, that guy at the front of the London Marathon it always lags it out <laughs> in front of all the elites. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. That could have been me on on that. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was a lovely, lovely park, lovely park run. It's got toilets in the park as well. Really easy for parking around it. There's lots of streets for free parking. Uh, they've got a big car park and and yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It was it was just a really good event. Um, sounds sounds solid. Um, oh. I'm going to ask about 5k app in in a moment, but um, <laughs> oh sorry, have you got something to jump in with before I go segue into something else? Have I missed something? No, it's 5k app related, so I'll let you I'll let you use your. Okay. Well, well, I was going to jump around a little bit because I know that we do have an order of things, but I'm very excited to hear because because one thing that you I, in group chat you were all three of you getting quite excited about and on our, on our friday run uh ben you, you and paul both uh, paul came along and uh, and you were getting very giddy like like schoolgirls about it was was your post run cafe um a lot of work had gone into to finding a, a top tier you really you really put the work in when paul's joining you for a part run don't you for, for for the post run breakfast treat whereas when it's me it's always mcdonald's i get to have hash browns at mcdonald's so <laughs> tell me about the cafe Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is this is Emma. This she does the breakfast research. Yeah. I do. All right, well, all right, well, well I'm mad at Emma then. <laughs> I'll be honest. Normally we just wing it and then realise at the last minute we need to find somewhere for breakfast. Whereas this time I thought, no, I'm going to have a proper look. Uh, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. You think Rob's here? It'll be funny to watch him eat 17 hash browns again. Look. We wandered round York trying to find somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We did. You're all we did. stupid fault for being a vegan. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like I, I like Ash Browns, Browns as well, to be fair. I like Ash Browns. We spent about an hour in York, if you remember rightly, at the start of the year. Yeah. Trying to find you a vegan bloody cafe. Yeah. <laughs> Pop up your head into every cafe. Do you do vegan stuff? No. Next. <laughs> It was it was tea time by the time we found some. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and supper. Um, right, let's move on. I'll, I'll wind me neck in and I'll shut my mouth. Uh, tell me about this cafe. I am. Oh yeah. Um, so I had a look on the Part Run Tourism Group because I thought oh, I'll see who's been to this new Part Run and where they've been for breakfast. We've also found another group on Facebook called Is it just called Part Run Breakfast? <laughs> People just post. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start posting mine on to help people out. I love that you guys. Ben tells me about your Facebook groups all the time. You just keep finding more Facebook groups with other well, park run weirdos. Let's face it. Facebook is mostly full of crap. So why not follow some yes, true. breakfast yeah. group? But Absolutely. yeah, we really good across the road. Ben had a big full English. Uh, no mayonnaise this week, I have to report. Uh, oh, controversial. What? You're joking. Uh, it's like he's folded to peer pressure. 
Oh, I, I bought myself a horse once and called it Mayo. Sometimes Mayo is. That's that's not from me. That that was an inbox joke from Mr. That was from Mr. Steve Runs. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dickhead! <laughs> Somebody sent that in. It was Mr. Steve Room. Trying to, try to palm it off on other people. <laughs> it was. He sent me a message. He said you can use it for the better than ever chat. <laughs> he said you could use it, and your immediate thought was that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it, it was. Don't you not think? You not think you're a good one? No, I, I it was awful. It's right down my street, that one. <laughs> no, yeah, because it's crap. Down <laughs> your street. Right down your street. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. It's like I've I've kind of become, like, immune to Matt's nonsense. <laughs> I just kind of, I can kind of, trans- it, there's, like, something in my head that translates what he's trying to say. Do you know, Matt, Matt, tried, Matt tried to say uh, lackadaisical. Oh, here, um, we, here we go. Here we go. Uh, the other day. Um, <laughs> he, he typed it. He typed it. He, he spelt it. Lapsy daisical. It sounded like an in the night garden character. That's how you sell it. That's how you say it. You do not say it lapsy daisical. Lapsy daisical. People people mispronounce it then. Lapsy daisical. I, th- I think to to be fair to you, people do throw an extra s in that doesn't actually exist. It's lackadaisical, and I think people say lackadaisical a lot. But you but the p that you went rogue with the p. Let's be honest. That <laughs> yeah, that yeah. There was that had no right being in there. Oh, so you well, didn't you know used it in the right said. context. You used it in the right context, which I was kind of impressed with, if I'm <laughs> honest. Despite your woeful spelling. Good effort. Try harder. Four out of ten. See me after class. Sorry, guys, we completely derailed this comment. <laughs> I just don't want to hear about this cafe because I'm jealous that you went with Paul. Um, tell us all about it. Yeah, so me and Paul had the breakfast wrap, which was just amazing. It was huge. Ben was very jealous. Mm. Um, and they didn't bring Paul's coffee for ages so we were like thought they'd forgotten about him he had to pretty much go and get it so as we were leaving ah. <laughs> ben, ben was like oh well we'll not pay for uh, that coffee though because uh, that took a while no 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 I, I stood there and I said oh, I hope we get the bill half price because you took so long to bring the coffee <laughs> and the, the poor the ben, ben she was controversial confrontational she, yeah, no, me never. Um, she must have been a teenager or something, and I think uh, I think it was a mum's restaurant, and mum was listening in the background, and and she looked all confused. She looked really shocked, and I went, no, 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 it's a joke, it's a joke. Charge us for the coffee, charge char- charge us full price, whatever. And mum comes over and goes, no, no, you can have the coffee, you can have the coffee for free. I'm like, no, I want to pay for the full. And in the end, she knocked the coffee. So, <laughs> you talked yourself into. <laughs> yeah, I felt guilty. <laughs> sometimes he he shows moments of remorse sometimes and 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 because we bought matt's breakfast the other week i bought paulie's breakfast because we like paul i've not bought yours yeah you've never never forked out 49p for a hash brown for me i'm gonna buy two next time Thanks, I'm gonna buy it too, but it's called the uh, Tradesman's Entrance, the cafe, and it was yeah. it was 200 meters away from where we parked, right at the start of Park Run. Yeah, it doesn't look like much from the outside. It looks a bit more like a greasy spoon, but it was really nice. It had a lot of options on the menu. 
a menu and it probably had some vegan options on there. Sorry, Rob. Um, check. The only reason I was jealous of their breakfast, can I just add, is because in their breakfast wrap there was hash browns. On my full English, didn't get a hash brown. I got a bloody oat cake. I, 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 I just I just looked at the menu and the first thing was like tradesman's full English and then the next one was like avocado or something and I went and I didn't bother looking down the rest of the menu or reading it I thought oh it's mm. fancy stuff I'll just have the breakfast that I'll have everything on and came out with a bloody oat cake on it uh, oh god you see if I no wonder you kicked off of that child no exactly if I'd have had ash browns I'd have had mayonnaise um but no I had an oat cake and uh but fair play oh, oh. A ro- what? Mayonnaise. Backpedal, backpedal. A rope cake's not compatible with mayonnaise. No, no, no. I'm just thinking about a horse every time I say mayonnaise now. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> stop, you, stop it. Like, it, <laughs> you emba- you, no, you're not. Don't stop neighing. You're embarrassing yourself. You, you, you've made a funny. Everyone's basting it a little bit. And we've moved on. You don't have to keep, this is like the track. You make, you drag the tractor thing out for three series. Just, just let it go. Oh. Be happy that you've made a joke. You don't have to keep, just be, be more lapsy-daisical about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, Rob, what's this tractor joke? I've not heard it yet. Oh, oh, mate. Well, I've, I came up with it, if I'm honest. I've, I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about it um uh for ages so it's um it's uh i don't know what it is I forgot <laughs> come on Max, say, you tell what? it you tell it no it's okay it's gone it's gone i'm being more lapsidaisical i actually burst out laughing the other week when he said it on the on the podcast because i'd forgotten it and uh, <laughs> your accent was great mate you can tell me that every time <laughs> Matt's, Matt's, Matt's a good accenter, you know. That's not a word, accenter. Matt's rubbing off him. I swear I get thicker when I talk to you. Um, Matt's Matt's good at accents. I don't know if you know that. You can do anything. G- g- give him a. We're completely sidetracked. This episode's gonna be dead long again. G- throw, throw an accent at him, and let's give him something to say. So I Matt, like say, po- Matt, say, um, say mayonnaise. In whatever accent Ben Emmer asks you to ask, go. French. <laughs> I can't do it in French. I can't do French. That's no. It's, it's spoiler alert about mayonnaise in French. It's mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You got to put an accent on. You've ruined you this. I can't do French accent. I've just I've just bigged you up in front of our friends, and now you make yeah. me look stupid. You put me on the spot though. I don't like being put on the spot. Say, um, say welcome to the What the Fartlet podcast in whatever accent Ben and Emma say. Let's do let's do English. Okay, I'll start. Do Birmingham. All right, guys. Welcome to the Walk the Ford League podcast. podcast. See, he's good. He's good. Uh, Emma, good. Emma, you tell it. You make you make him do something funny. Uh, Scottish. You gotta eat there. Welcome to the Walk the Ford League podcast. <laughs> he's so clever. Ben, 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 make make, make the monkey dance. Uh, dance Jordan. Away, man. Welcome to the Walk the Ford League podcast. Podcast, I love it. I love it. One more. I, I want you to do one more. Do um, do South African <laughs> for Kathy. Do it for Kathy. I can't do. Oh, I can't, I, I'm gonna get into South Africa. <laughs> Fucking prawns. That's all I've got. That's all District I've got. nine. District nine is my only point of reference of South African. Fucking prawns. <laughs> Hello. I can't do it. I can't do it. Mate, 
Kathy gave us a lot of money for charity. You will do a South African accent. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fucking prawns. You sounded like Gru from Despicable Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna destroy the world. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, well, that was, that was a lovely segue. Um, 5K app. Quickly, because we've spent, <laughs> we're already on 26 minutes. How did the 5K, obviously, Paul, Paulie got Fibonacci. How else did we do? Um, uh, absolutely nothing. Well, that's good, because it doesn't take long to explain. Ben? Okay, so you remember the other week I said I only had two stopwatch bingos to go? Yes. And I said I wanted to get them naturally? Yes. And I got 33 naturally on the weekend. Boom. Boom. Oh, natural. Cross that, that line, and I stopped my watch all night. Holy shit, that's on 33. I hope I've got this right. Because the run director at the start, he didn't give you a 3-2-1. He just jumped off his little uh, little stall, ran to the side and went, timekeeper's ready, go. And you were off. So you didn't even get, I didn't even get a chance to uh, get me one ready to start. I just thought, oh, maybe I've started it a second or too late. But uh, no, bang, 33. So I've got one to go now. Um, mm, orange carrot. Nine, number nine. I need to finish on a, a 09 seconds. Oh nine. Very good. Very good. Uh, nothing else. Cow club, frame club, date bingo. Um, that's about it. I didn't. I tell you what, though, mate. I didn't even get cow and frame this week. You must have done. Oh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't. We went, we went back to Nosley. I've, I've done Nosley before. I went to Nosley with Nadine and Kelly and uh, Andy Bradley, who apparently does like a four mile warm up for park run. Never witnessed that. It's weird. It's like he runs park run before park run. Standard. Standard. That that that's the difference between a Rob and a, and an athlete. I was about to say he, he, he consistently runs 19 minute part runs while I just don't <laughs> even come close. Um, we're getting there. Um, just let me let me before we finish the part run segment. I had a really interesting. It, this one interested me. This fact that I heard. So we had during COVID we had 70 weeks of no park run. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been lots of talk about park run numbers dropping post-COVID and yeah. events not getting as many people as they used to because of COVID. So for the 70 weeks before COVID, there were 126,311 finishers in the UK park runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the 70, because the weekend just gone was the 70th week since it came back. Wow, that's gone quick. Yeah, it bloody has, hasn't it? Uh, in the, so in the 70 weeks afterwards, there's been 105,230. So yes, there's been 21,000 less people doing it. But mm-hmm. if, you, if you divide that down across the 700, I think it's about 750 events in the UK. Um, it's working out at like one person for every two park runs less. So, right. which isn't massive, is it at all? No, it's still as as busy as it was really. So, mm. three hundred people a week less at the moment. That's not bad. That's, it's not bad going, is it? Particularly because I think you know the world's changed a lot since COVID, hasn't it? And I think people are still, in a lot of ways, skeptical about being out and amongst the big groups, even though we are, like you said, seventy weeks since we started coming out of lockdown. But good to see yeah. that it's still going from strength to strength. And let's let's keep let's keep an eye on that fact, Ben. And mm. see if it keeps growing because I think that'd be an interesting one to track. Um, 
that's another part. Good, of right. As well, by the way, part of stats, stats geeks. Part, oh, is that another Facebook group? Of course it is. Yep, yep, yep. Of course it is. Did you make it? Nope, nope, no. no. <laughs> I also follow Park Run Laughs. That's a really funny group. Yeah. Um, and then Park Run Voluntourism, which is... Ang- 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 angry Guy Shouts at Purple Signs. That's, no. a, that's a good one to, uh, to follow. That uh, Pictures in Landscape. You bastard. <laughs> we still have a Facebook group that's just called Ways to Antagonize Ben. Um, <laughs> purple sign this week. So we, we took a picture with the partner on flag. And, and at the end of the event, there was a little group stood around it. So like they would have been in the way of our picture. So I walked over and, and they were probably all, all post 50 year olds. No, no offense oh, no. to post 50 year olds. And they're all stood oh, no. there. And I'm like, excuse me, guys, do you mind? Do you mind just moving out of the way so we can get a picture with the flag, please? And I felt kind of guilty at that point. I said, would you mind taking our picture? She was fucking terrible. Absolutely. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I, I, I mean, she was basically stood about two foot away. And I'm, I'm thinking, I hope she's put it on a wide angle so that it zooms it zooms out and makes us actually in the picture. We've got the whole flag in it, bit of background in it. She passed me the phone. And it was just like a close-up of all three of us. No, I didn't even have the whole flag in it. And she, she passed it back and she goes, just check it. And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she started walking away. And I was like, that's terrible. And I, no, <laughs> no, no. She heard me. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she heard me. Recruited this lady that was stood there who looked far more, far more, um, except of no, I don't know, I can't think of the oh, words. There's, there's no way where you come out of this in the right, Ben. She was, she, she looked like she was a bit more up to date with how to take a picture, basically. Right, yeah, she did, right, she did a good job. Oh, no purple sign, we're getting purple sign this. Oh, no, we're not, we're not getting purple sign. Oh, shit, no purple sign this week. You, uh, is, is this is your your big travel, isn't it? Uh, no, Wait. this is this no. is to complete M's Fibonacci this weekend. Oh uh, yeah, of course it's. We we get in the final one on M's list, event number thirty four. We are off down mm. Leicester way on the weekend. Lovely. So anybody listening that's uh, around Leicester way, if you want to come and find us, then send me a message and I'll tell you where we're going. He won't just tell you on the podcast. That'd be far too straightforward. Yeah, no, we can't let our secrets out. Um, uh, Hastings High School, four laps around the field. Um, it's going to be glamorous. <laughs> is, is that why you didn't? Is that why you didn't want to let your secret out? Because it might discourage people from coming. Yeah, it's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, grass. It's been raining for weeks, so it's going to be amazing. It's one that if you check the Facebook group on the on the day before park run, they have like a, a chart and it's from road shoe, trail shoe, hiking boot, welly and something else. And it marks which one you should wear for park run the following day. Cross country uh, bike. Oh yeah. It's going to be wellies this week, I can tell. But uh, oh, yeah, we'll, me. Uh, we'll be there. It's four, four laps around the school field and uh, it's not going to be pretty. The things you do for Fibonacci. Uh, this segment has gone on for ages, so um, I'm just gonna, we're gonna I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it, guys. Hey, and we're moving on. Matty, hit me with a roll yeah. call. All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? what?
Well, oh, mate, that was a yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, after after last week, I mean, are you slagging Sammy off? I'm not th- I mean, thank thank you, Sam. It was good effort, but uh, try harder. I mean, let's be completely honest. It was not a good effort. <laughs> what was it? It was it was woeful. Like it was very lapsy daisical. It was very lapsy daisical. Um, it was upsy daisical. Um, <laughs> she's not coming back on. Uh, right, so it is a bit of a condensed roll call this week. We um, we put it out early because we had every intention of uh, recording on Sunday. It didn't happen, of course. We're recording on Wednesday, three hours before we release. Um, as seems to be the case with what the fart like. But uh, I think after the, I mean, M mentioned it. I think it was in the preamble, wasn't it, mate? You, you mentioned it. The big. There might have been Ben, actually. The, the big kind of gusto of Alton Towers, there was always going to be a little bit of a, a lull the week after, wasn't there? But we've still got some very important roll calls to shout out. So, um, Emma, do you want to go first? So, Amy, uh, running birdie, is shouting out Kelly for last half in the Far Wales Castle series, and she smashed it. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it was Conway this week, I think. Was it the Conway? It was, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, all she's done all all, all four now, uh, and that was after uh, she was at um, uh, Nosley Park run with me, uh, and we decided to run together. I've run with Kelly a couple of times because our, our kind of plodding pace is quite similar, and um, and she's very good company. And um, as we were running round, we realised that she was on for a uh, a course PB at Nosley, so we just ended up sprinting. <laughs> it was brilliant. So she so she so she. Course PB'd on the Saturday and then went and banged out a half marathon on the Sunday. Not bad, eh? Nice. I'll do. Very, I'll do. Good. So and 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 thank you to Amy for the uh, for, for for the shout out. Tweet tweet. Tweet tweet. Uh, um, right. Next one is from uh, Baby Girl Jack Penfold. Baby girl. Um, shouting out himself. Would you believe? Of course it? he is. Of course he is. Such, he's such a humble guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, he's shouting out himself for running a sub 36 10k at the Brighton 10k at the weekend. Um, it what sounded like nice conditions until the last few miles when the wind picked up. Um, so yeah, he did really well. And I think, uh, Byron was there as well. His first proper race back since Brighton marathon mm-hmm. where he had, a, where he had a bit of a, a bad, bad day at the office, but he came back and I think he ran a 38 something Byron. So. Fair play to them too. Did very well. Very good. Good work, Tone Zone runners. We didn't tell the story, did we, uh, Matt, about how we just accosted some Tone Zone runners on the Sunday at the half marathon <laughs> for all yes. those hours. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I just assume Jack, Jack is club secretary at Tone Zone at Bogner, isn't he? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's so he, he's like I, I just assume that everyone knows him, and there were two Tone Zone runner vests in front of us at Alton Towers last week, and. My go-to thing whenever I see someone—I did it at Manchester last year—I always shout, "Jack Penfold says hello," and they just looked so confused, <laughs> like they—they they did not look like they knew who Jack was. And I was like, "You stole these vests." Nah. Everyone knows Jack Penfold. Anyway, that's a—that's a complete segue when we haven't got time to be segues. So I'm maybe it's because maybe it's because we didn't say Lord Jack Penfold. Maybe that's what. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if I'd have said Jack Penfold, founder, creator of the What the Father mm. podcast, they would have been like, 
Yeah. Oh, 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 Jack. Oh, my God. Oh, are you from Jack's podcast? Are you, oh, you're the guys from Jack's podcast. Um, little, little bastard. Uh, Matt, uh, Jamie, Jamie Denham's got a, a long one for us. Oh, that sounded weird. That was the tripod joke again, wasn't it? Um, it was, why don't you tell us that one, Matt? Uh, yeah, I'm just going into the uh, into the thing now. Uh, I got a roll call for myself. Uh, happy to have ended my final race of 2022 with a PB at Brighton. 10k coming in at 49 minutes and five seconds knocking one minute 55 off my previous record and breaking that elusive sub 50 uh, also well done to those racing this week lots of epic pbs from the fortlek family yeah awesome awesome running jamie and great to get under that uh, under that sub 50 magic sub 50 i absolutely love it um someone else who got a um uh, another pb over the 10k distance this weekend emma was uh was, was our good friend pete do you want to tell us about him? Oh, yeah. Uh, Lord of the Running, Peter Marshall. Uh, new 10K PB for me, 38.33. Smashed it. I'm that not sure what getting race. quick. Getting so, quicker and quicker, isn't he? One of those Mo Runner races. Yes, it was. One of the moustache ones, the Movember ones. Oh, he got a stick on moustache. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He, he messed yeah, up. Yeah, he was with Simundo. Si yeah. And Joanne. And Joanne. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. Well done, teamwork. He's teamwork getting, makes the dream work. He's he's going to be too fast soon, that kid. Yeah, he's 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 on for big things, I reckon. He's he's so new to running and mm. he's so young as well. He's he's got so much time to. It's it's guys the limit for him. I genuinely like. I don't mean to like blow smoke. And I, and, I, and you know we don't like to kind of like focus in too much on speed and 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 and, and people who are the quickies because everyone's journey is important and everyone's improvement, no matter where it starts and finishes from, is equally amazing. And we're all on this journey together. But it is impressive to see what Pete is doing in terms of such a short space of time. And and as as he learns his craft, he's he's gonna be, he's gonna be quick, isn't he? Jack yeah. Penfold, watch out. Right. And he's and he's younger than Jack, isn't he? Mm. Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to like that, Lord Penfold, is he? I'm going to keep my eyes on uh, Pete in the Partner Cup. He's not an opponent I want to face. Oh no, absolutely not. Or oh, we need to delay the start of the Partner Cup until he does something incredible at Park Run that he might not be able just to keep knocking time off. Don't give it away. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, ben, uh, someone else shouting out Pete as well, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I read this one wrong when I first read it, but but Kelly is shouting yep. out uh, Nadita, mm. not Peter, Nadita, uh, yeah. who made third position in the right gender this week. So uh, yeah. that, maybe that's yeah. Pete's new name, Nadita. Yes, yes. Although I, I, I put the inflection in the wrong place as well. So I thought it was said like Nad Eater, like he eats nads. <laughs> <laughs> which which is fine like, if that's his preference then if that's, that's what he's into it's no problem but like that's how i read it so i was like is, 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 is she making a joke about him enjoying testicles i don't know um anyway <laughs> let's move on let's move on uh matt what's jp got to say for himself uh, I don't know because you've not sent me that picture. <laughs> I haven't got that picture on my phone. <laughs> Are you trying to scroll down on a still photo? Oh, look, he was a daft one. He he was um he was shouting me out for the um World Cup predictor and the money that we've managed to raise for um uh for 
make a wish. I forgot what we're raising money for. I'm losing my mind. Um, yeah, well, just just a big thank you on behalf of me and JP and Matt as well um, for uh, the. It's been a lot of work, the admin for this. Uh, but 64 people entered. We've actually made uh, 330 pounds for charity, so an extra tenner because uh, blessing the ginger flyer chucked an extra tenner in, and uh, 320 pound just 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 for people to have a bit of fun. Uh, alongside the World Cup, so that's amazing. And there's some big prizes on offer. We were talking about it at the start. Well, Ben, you are still in the running. Apparently so. Yeah, yeah. I had a complete yeah, guess. Have to see what happens at work. Just quickly filling it in, filling it in. Just not thinking too much, but it's doing all right so far. Absolutely, but most importantly, a very, very good cause. Matt's doing shit, so we'll move on from that. Um, <laughs> and. And then it was a mini roll call and we stretched out a little bit. But the last one, probably on behalf of all of us, and, and I'm sure everyone's going to want to have a little chip in on this one, is uh, is a very poignantly and uh, and well-written uh, three words from uh, our good friend, Mr. Run Fat Player himself, Mr. Simon Grace, former podcast guest. And of course, the the, bo- the was boyfriend, now fiancé of uh, Fart Like Family OG, Jody, uh, five shits. Uh, he just put, she said, yes. Um, bit of a bolt from the blue, that wasn't it? Buggered off to Bruges, came back with a ring on her finger. Aye. How romantic, eh? How romantic. How romantic. He's going to get married before you, Matt, isn't he? And you've been engaged for like a decade. Yeah, yeah. A fair, fair while. Is that going to be the <laughs> first part of marriage? No, We've got Jack and Beth, haven't we? Jack and Beth, yeah, yeah, that, that'll be the first. Technically, it should have been Matt Donna because that's been pending for ages. But from <laughs> Matt's from, from Matt's very very short response, I'm guessing it's not something he wants me to keep joking about. So I'm going to move on. Um, <laughs> I've got, sorry, Donna. Rob, I've got, sorry, Donna. I've got another roll call. Uh, on, I, hit me. I want to I want to shout out Haley runs here. Yes, oh. Darby, won it. Yeah, she smashed her 10-mile PB at Derby 10-miler this weekend. Um, and also, shout-out to Jordan Moat, because he paced it along with me. Uh, so, yeah, shout-out to them too, but especially Hayley, because she said at the start, I just want to be near the 150 pacer. Um, I think she ran something like 143 or 144, so she was nowhere near the 150 pacer. She was bloody miles ahead. But she absolutely smashed it. Nice on. Yeah, nice. And, and shout out to you as well, Ben. You're always, you're yeah. always so humble in shouting out all the other people that you race with. But I know that secretly you're waiting for me to tell you I love you. So well done. You did amazing as well. Your pacing activities. 80 minutes, was it? Thanks, Rob. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah I on, forgot. The button, on, on the button, I presume, as professional uh, as always. 119.49. So, oh, yeah, oh, you're always, always told to finish like 30 seconds faster than the time. Um, or so, so like 30 to 59, you've got to finish in that block somewhere. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm happy with that. One more like job. Like clockwork. One more job, Percy Pudd, next weekend. Yeah, and then is that you done for the year from a pacing perspective? Yeah, I'm going to give pacing a knock on the head until after Manchester, I think. Um, fair, fair. You've got to focus on yourself, mate. Yeah, it interrupts long runs on Sunday sometimes. So, yeah, that'll, that'll do me for the next few months. Very, very good. Right, this segment is out of control. It's 45 minutes in already. So let's let's start thinking about getting out of a squad. Uh, Matt, oh, who's, oh, now you're here for this one. So this always gets a bit awkward. Who's going to hit us with the thank yous? Matt. Uh, I'll t- start off by saying thank you to Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music. I'll shout out with the newsletter guys. Matt, what? Matt, do it in a South African accent. 
<laughs> yeah, Claire Forsyth. Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> that was quite good. That was good. You, you see, you are a little, you're a little sponge, aren't you? You've been thinking, haven't you? You were disappointed that you didn't get it the first time round, and you've been thinking about I'm it. I'm just thinking I'm sound, sounding like Gru all the time now, so I'm thinking about No, no, that was good. <laughs> Jamie Denham, Nick Finnett, and Paul with the new like, newsletter uh, crew. Uh, so thanks for everything they do. Uh, thank you to this week's guest, uh, Reese Jenkins. Uh, thank you to Ben. Thank you to Emma for all their contributions in part run. Uh, thanks to Rob for everything he does for the interviews, for the organising all those and making sure we're doing the right thing, uh, even though I don't do the right thing all the time. Never. <laughs> thank you to JP for organising all the guests. I'm, I'm jumping in here. I'm, I'm stealing it, aren't I? Mm. Sorry. It's good. You're flying. I like that you're not being lapsadaisical. <laughs> from fucking all the guests uh, JP somewhat to all the guests oh, sorry what sorry Paul what uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> I, mean, I know he's a good looking chap but that's not how we secure guests <laughs> flashes him a bit of oh, car you just, you, you, you just said that this segment's going on forever I you? know I know <sighs> it's me that keeps talking I'm sorry I'll be quiet Thank you to Sammy for last week for stepping in uh, with a roll call thing, but you're never doing it again. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry Sammy. Uh, I think yep. that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Well, I'll do. Yeah. Nice one. Nice mm-hmm. one. Emma, where can people find us if you want to give us a follow? Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, we've got a website, whatthefartlake.com. We have an email if you want to get in touch, whatthefartlippodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever else you can find us. That'll do. Very good. Where can people find you, Emma? More importantly, on Instagram, if they want to give you a follow. Not in a creepy way, just like, you know, <laughs> to see what you're up to. She's got many of them. At EmmaJJ85. How about you, Ben? <laughs> Um, I'm at Sheffield underscore Strider. What about you, Matty? Uh, I'm at Matty Owls. How about you, Rob? And I'm at Little Runner Boy, Rob. That was pretty seen. That was pretty good, guys. Full circle with no hesitation. Um, <clears throat> don't know who we've got on the podcast next week. Yes. Yes, please. So here's the thing, guys. Um, I uh, had every intention because the person that's on the podcast is um very very dear and um important to a certain member of our um team uh he is an absolute fangirl for this person and um and i wanted to get a recording of him doing this bit so that he could tell us who the guest would be uh but i forgot so instead i'm gonna do an impression of jack penfold introducing next week's guest Hello, everybody. It's me, Jack Penfold. I'm very, very posh and very, very well to do. And I'm young, but I'm fast. But uh, I'm from the seaside. Uh, Next week week on the podcast, we're going to be talking to my favourite runner in the whole wide world. He's very, very fast. He's very, very cool. He's from South Africa. I hear Matt can do an accent like that, but he's learning as he goes. Anyway, it's Mr. Nick Bester. He's got his own running club. He's got his own coaching programme. He's super, super quick. He just ran an amazing time at Berlin. And Rob's going to talk to him about all his achievements, all his plans for the future, and just what it's like being an elite athlete in this day and age and i'm very very positively excited and why do i sound like boris johnson <laughs> you, you, you were turning 
I went from Jackie to full Bojo, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> Eat down to help. Um, do I just do I just think Jack's a young Boris Johnson? Is that the anyway? Anyway, it's Nick. It's Nick Bester. We've got Nick Bester on. I don't die. That's exciting. I'm, 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 I'm just laughing at the, the Bojo thing. It's just <laughs> no. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Nick Bester's on. Going to be awesome. Super cool guy. Yeah. Just just on the back of a little bit of a uh, a disappointing. Um, run at Berlin for him. I mean, to say the time he ran was disappointing for him. He was he was on for a, a sub two nineteen, I think it was, and he just just fell short. So we're going to talk all about that and um, the training for it, the comeback, where he's going next. But the guy's just an absolute running machine and really nice dude to give us his time. And he's got a very busy schedule. So uh, yeah, that's next week. We've got Nick Bestram. Awesome, awesome, excellent. And we are now at fifty minutes for this segment, so I think we should mm. very succinctly draw it to a close uh gentleman and lady um i don't know why it took so long you lot have just kept talking loads and going off on tangents while i've been trying to keep us um uh, yeah i know i'm just terrible i've been trying trying very hard to keep us honest and you lot have just been taking the piss um right uh we'll see you next week uh everyone join the fart like family come and have a word of us we'd love you everyone is welcome we'd love to be involved um series is drawing to a close 100th episode is coming soon we love you lots uh Get in touch. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what we can do differently. Blah, 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 blah. Boom, orange carrot. Peace out. Sometimes I say boom, orange carrot. <laughs> what the? What was that? That's, that's, that's Gru. <laughs> you sounded like Mario. Do it again. <laughs> Just end the show. <laughs>